opportunity. And uh, I'm going to try to say what the Lord has on my heart, get out of the way, and uh, let the preacher for the night take over, okay? But uh, it, I'm going to come to you tonight uh, from a pastor's perspective, with a, with a pastor's heart. We've been studying in, uh, on Sunday evenings at our church uh, through the first part of the book of Revelation. We've gone through God's messages to the seven churches. And in each uh, church message, each church letter, there's a message for our churches today. And I believe that we're living in the Laodicean church age where uh, people don't care. They're, they're half-hearted, lukewarm. And, uh, but God still has a message, and He's still seeking a people to save. And He wants to move. And I believe, I believe you all love the Lord tonight. And uh, so we're not going to be in there. We're going to be a couple chapters further on in Revelation chapter 5. And uh, so go and turn with me to Revelation chapter number 5. I'm going to give you the uh, thought tonight, and you go home and study it, put some meat on it, and then uh, you can re-preach it later, okay, and reteach it, whatever you want to do. I'm just going to give you a simple thought tonight. Um, this is a subject that, that I don't think any of us have the words to describe or adequate uh, to uh, say what's going on here. But one of these days, you and I are going to be here in the presence of God, and we're going to experience this. Just as surely as you and I are here tonight, we're going to experience this one day. I'm looking forward to that. So let's, let's pray, and let's ask for God's help. We'll get into Revelation 5. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm not worthy to be here tonight. Lord, I'm just a sinner saved by your marvelous grace. And Father, we're going to look at a subject tonight that I, I am definitely not capable of, of uh, speaking on. But Lord, I pray to you to help us. Please speak to our hearts. Lord, if there's someone here that's never been saved, please save them. If there's someone here that's thinking about giving up and quitting, Lord, help them to see Jesus high and holy and lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, please be with Brother Dale too as he comes here in a little bit. Fill him with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Chapter number four, Revelation. The church is caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And I like what your pastor said earlier. He said, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Be with the Lord forever. Um, so after this, that's a key word. So in chapter number five, John says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Let me tell you tonight, there is a God in heaven who's seated on his throne. High and holy and lifted up. See, those in, those in D.C. just think they're in charge. Uh, those in uh, China think they're in charge. But we know the one who is in charge. Amen. And uh, so in his right hand is a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. You want to know what that means? You ask your pastor. He enjoys answering those hard questions, okay? And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book? Can I tell you, from the beginning of time, ever since Adam fell, they've been asking that question, Who is worthy? And there's been a search made and there's none been found except one. Who's worthy? He said, Who is worthy to open the book? and to loose the seals thereof, and no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Let's just go ahead and drive a stake down that we don't worship uh, an angel. I'm not worshiping Michael. There's a religion out there that says that they're worshiping uh, the same person as Michael. I'm not worshiping Michael. I'm sure he's, he's, he's a great servant of the Lord. I'm not worshiping Gabriel. Uh, I'm worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. He says, uh, and no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to look uh, upon the book, neither look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. I believe John was saying, the one that was close to the Lord, that walked with the Lord, that, was, uh, that laid on his bosom, he, he felt the heartbeat of God. He saw himself unworthy. And you and I see ourselves unworthy when we see the Lord. One of the elders saith unto me, weep not. 
Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. I'm glad there's one that's prevailed. Amen. Uh, he, he said he's known by the line of the tribe of Judah. He's known as the root of David. There's a lot of prophecy that's fulfilled there. He's also known, look at verse number six, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Dead things don't stand, but this lamb is standing, amen? Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. When he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. We see there's a place, that's heaven. We see the throne where God's seated. There's a sealed book, an unanswerable question, but there's one that's prevailed. And we saw him. But here for a few moments, let's look at, at the one that they're worshiping. There's a worshiping going on in heaven. Verse number 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Listen, number one, God is worthy of our praise because he is sovereign. He is God. Uh, there is none like him. But number two, real quick, he is worthy of our praise because he's my Savior. Uh, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. If there's one here tonight that's never been saved, I know your, your pastor here has, has told you the way to be saved. I'll tell you, I'll repeat it again. No other way to be saved other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you tonight. If you were the only one living on this earth, he would have come to this earth to die on the cross for your sins. He was as a lamb that was slain. You know what? He still bears those marks in his hands and his feet and in his side. We're going to see that one day. Matter of fact, the Bible speaks when he comes back to rule and reign on the earth that all the, the world will see him and whom they have pierced. They'll see those nail-pierced hands. They'll see uh, the one that they rejected and rebelled. Right now, God is calling. God is calling sinners to repent. And, and we're trying to pray on their behalf. I was reading as I was studying this message and one commentator said, he said, the, the spirit of Christ in the saints today is a spirit of intercession. We're pleading unto God for men to be saved because now is the day of salvation. But then, but then the spirit of Christ in, in that coming day will be in harmony with what God is about to do. God's about to pour out his judgment upon the earth, uh, upon a, a people that have rejected Jesus Christ. Don't wait until that day. Listen, you see things going all around you, and we're not looking for a sign, we're looking for Jesus. But I believe those, that day is, is approaching. I believe that day could be tonight. Don't wait until it's too late to trust Christ. There, there's a people here that's worshiping the Lord. That people is the redeemed. That's you and me, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we've got something to shout about, amen. And that's redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. I don't know about you, but I, I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible when it says that Jesus tasted death for every man. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Not one left out. Aren't you glad of that? There's none that's been pre-elected to hell. God is willing to save every soul if they'll just come to Him. And there's going to be a whole host of people there. I don't know what language you're going to speak. We're just going to understand everybody's language. But whatever it is, it's going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to sing praise unto God for He is worthy. 
and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. You know what? We're going to lead the angels in that song. The, the angels are going to respond. Verse number 11, I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb. They're saying, Amen. You sing it. He's worthy. We know He's worthy. That was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. You know, not only angels, but look at all the creatures are going to be responding. They're going to say amen. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And we're just going to repeat amen again. And the four beasts said amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Listen, he is worthy to worship. If he's worthy to worship then, he's worthy to worship now. How, how is, is by, by your life, by your actions, not just on Sunday, not just on revival night. What a, what a crowd that's here tonight. You had to set aside some time to come tonight. He is worthy to worship. Let me ask you a question. If... Your friends that see you throughout the day, your coworkers that see you throughout the day, from a pastor's perspective, can I, can I say it? Not your pastor, but a pastor. Uh, do they see a worthy lamb in your life? Are you living that? Are you saying one thing and living a different way? You know what? I don't, I don't know about here, but I see where I am, there's people that are ready to give up, ready to, to, to give out, ready to quit. They've lost sight of the, the risen lamb. Of the soon coming King and Lord of Lords, they lost sight of what the Savior's done for them. You know what the problem with the church of Ephesus? They lost their first love. I don't want to lose my first love. There's been there times I have lost it and I've had to get it back. Um, but He's worthy. He's worthy. Listen, because He's worthy, I need to continue doing what I know to do is right. If nobody else is to show up the rest of the week for revival, I need to be here because He's worthy. Listen, I need to, to continue to be a witness to Him on the job site, the work site, the school, wherever it may be, because He's worthy. I need to continue to stand and, and stand for this book because He's worthy. It may make everybody else mad, but they didn't die for me. He died for me. And He's coming for me. Amen? That's the message tonight. Amen? He is worthy. Do you know Him? Is He your Savior? He wants to be. If you're not saved tonight, won't you trust Him? I'm going to have Brother Craig come back. And, and I told him, I said, if I preach any here, so you correct me after I'm done, okay? But uh, He's worthy. Amen? Amen.